everyone, welcome to This Makes Us Comfortable, a podcast where we talk about things that make us uncomfortable. That could be things that we have a hard time talking to other people about. It could be things that we just have a hard time talking about in our society. Anything really that makes us uncomfortable. My name's Candice, I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. And today I have with me so many people. Um, anyone want to go first? Uh, hi, my name's Stephen Chang. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me at Twitter at Lo Chang and Fruit. It's as dumb as it sounds. L O W C H A N G I N Fruit. If you can't spell fruit, don't follow me. <laughs> this is already some ass. Um, I'm Malik. I'm back again. I use he him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at underscore M A H L I C K. Forgot my ad name. Um, I may be suspended, you never know. So, I mean, you know, follow at your own risk. Hey, this is Gael speaking, and my Twitter account is YellGael, which is like Y-E-L-L-G-A-E-L. And, you know, I'm just there. I will never be suspended. She lying. I know, at Jack. I know the rules of Twitter. No one has snitched on you. That's the difference. That's it. The and feds who? catch me. Reported. Mm-hmm. Period. And I am Miles Fiatcher. You can find me on Twitter at Fiatcher underscore Miles. That is F-E-A-C-H-E-R underscore M-I-L-E-S. And I use he, him pronouns. Okay, awesome. So today, um, we're going to talk about what makes us uncomfortable. And today, what makes me uncomfortable is like embracing my spirituality. Just because I grew up very, very, very Catholic not Catholic, but Catholic. <laughs> and it just makes me very uncomfortable to think about how I'm just like deviating from that a little bit and how like my family, they're, we're never gonna have this conversation. But if we were to have this conversation, how they would feel about me deviating from that and how like the world perceives me. Like I bought my first tarot deck today, or last night rather, I'm gonna pick it up today. And it's very exciting for me, but it's just weird to think that I'm, like, deviating from a norm. Other than a norm that I already deviate from inherently. We can talk about that later. But anyway, who's next? Uh, what makes me uncomfortable is the way people use the word alcoholic. As someone who struggles <laughs> with uh, my reliance on uh, ethanol-based <laughs> substances, uh, I do also realize that there's an actual, like, physiological disease related to um, someone's ability to process and or refrain from using alcohol. And so the fact that people don't actually know the difference and tend to overuse the former does make me really uncomfortable, even while I do also admit that I sort of have a problem. Um, What makes me uncomfortable this week is white people. And like, no offense to like the good whites out there, but like- All seven of them. Yeah, like it's really about six, y'all. Honestly, like y'all just be wild and I'll be doing a lot. And like, y'all just be wild. And like with this election, I'm need y'all to like act accordingly because I'm not doing this shit again. And North Korea is really coming for our ass on Christmas, so happy holidays. I can't wait for my president. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you? Uh, It might just really be, you know, a present. Yeah, what if it said some doves? Like, I love doves. <laughs> no, you love birds. That's the difference. Oh, Some birds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, someone else go. All right. So, what makes me uncomfortable? It's just like Miles Heike gave it to me. Is labels? Not really like labels make me uncomfortable, but like it's hard to see 
those labels apply to my life. What so. kind of labels? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Don't hit for that nigga. Get it. Talk that talk. Oh! Everything, so okay. Gal said, "Don't." Yeah, she likes. She likes to stay vague, but we we know what she. Gal don't like to be claimed. She don't like to be tied down. <laughs> she said she's having a hot girl year. Period. <laughs> hot girl I, semester. I need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and what makes me uncomfortable is um, I just got a new job and honestly being there makes me extremely anxious. There's a lot of imposter syndrome that's placed on me. Um, to give you some context, my counterpart has a master's in the field and I have no experience whatsoever. Um, however, I do feel like I'm qualified. So it's just about like a little bit more of like believing in myself um, there's nothing wrong with the workplace whatsoever, and it's just about like me kind of like actually believing when I say my tell when I say to myself like I'm qualified for this position. I feel that that's beautiful. So today, and we are about halfway through the season. I have decided that there's going to be about 16 episodes a season. I might change my mind now, like one or two. I need to cap it though at some point. Um, but yes, we are having seasons on this podcast. So, we are just having listeners episode, so we can just focus on y'all. So, the first question is, how do y'all feel about family members kissing each other on the mouth? Um, I don't think that's weird, really. I just, I mean, no one in my family does it. I know friends who kiss each other on the mouth. Right, I know friends that fuck each other, so I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Like what? They got I names or? <laughs> oh, I, I know. I'm, I don't. Like, I'm <laughs> okay. You don't fuck your so. friends. You don't fuck your friends. But no, real Ronnie talk. Said no, that. okay, relax. Real talk though. Like, I don't think it's weird for family members kids. Just like y'all are related. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm just like resident monogamous here. So okay, what? Does it have anything to do with anything? Like what? Are you? I just don't. You like, forgot the kiss your dad on the mouth. Shut up. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've never kissed a family member on the lips. Like even like the other day, I was leaving for work, and my roommate's mom like kissed me on the cheek. And even I was like, damn, like that's very personal. But I didn't think it was like too much. Like maybe she kiss me on the lips. I'd be like, uh, you know. Well, but no, like, else. you know, <laughs> I just don't. Lips is just you know extremely personal. So I think all of this is just like cultural. Mm-hmm. Cause like I feel like me, like I kissed my mom, my dad on the lips when we were younger. Like when I was younger. But, like, there is definitely, like, a time where, like, if you're, like, 30 fucking years old and you see your mom on your lips, that's weird. I'm sorry. Unless your mom's, you know like, super that, old, though. You know what that like, makes me think of? What? That makes me think of, like, how certain families, they choose to, like, breastfeed past the age of, like, where it's, like, that's necessary. So that's so very that's different. Very because different. you can definitely keep drinking breast milk till you're, like, eight. So, so like, you're, like... Three. No, you can be like, like you really, can. but like, like past a certain age, so it's like, good for you. For like my family, the norm is like once you develop teeth, you don't need to like breastfeed anymore because oh, like oh, that. that shit just starts hurting. But like I've even seen like some things 
extreme cases where like the husband of the family's like breastfeeding off of his good. wife and I just think like huh? that is but, weird but like also if you have a child if you have a child like five or seven years old I just don't think you should be breastfeeding like agreed 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 I think there's like a lot of nuance to that yeah it's just a cultural experience it's a totally cultural thing so I mean it's something you do I'm not kissing on the nose I ain't kissing nobody on their mouth I'm sorry Really cool. Except for my significant other. Okay, see, I was gonna say I definitely see. Gail, Gail, you're gonna get called out. My DMs are wide open. Um, my Instagram is at m i l e s f e a c h e r. And he's pretty, y'all. Okay. The next question is: What are the best practices to prevent gaslighting? Fight that nigga today. Uh. That's the best advice I can give. As a resident ain't shit nigga, just trust yourself. Just dis- be af- don't be afraid to disengage because yeah. I enjoy lying. I know some other people enjoy lying. <laughs> Listen. Trust yourself because there's a decent chance that even if they think they're kind of telling you the truth, they're probably just convincing themselves that they're right in the first Listen, place. Listen. Yeah. This is my whole approach to social justice in general. And that is, at the end of the day, your personal safety is the most important thing. So if you end up making the blunder of saying someone is gaslighting you when perhaps they could be telling you the truth, honestly, like, you're protecting yourself at that point. And, like, if someone is just, like, you know, you're they're telling you something which could be true, but it just sounds, like, unbelievable, you have the right to say, like, I don't believe this. I feel like you're lying to me. And for my personal safety, I'm going to believe that and do the according message, uh, the according like, um, what's the word like measures to get you out of my life. Then you have the right to do that, and that's for your personal safety. I agree with all that. I still stand by the fact you should punch that nigga in there. No nigga is gender neutral. Um, punch that whole <laughs> nigga fucking nigga. face. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. Whatever you, nigga, nigga, not nigga, nigga whatever, no. whoever they are to you racially, punch them, punch them in their motherfucking throat and then disengage. And that's the best way to stop them from gaslighting. You get him in the throat, you're not speaking, you're suffering. <laughs> I was recently in a position where someone tried to gaslight me and I said, not today. Um, because you can't really troll when someone tries to gaslight you. I mean, you can, like, make it apparent that you are not the one as much as possible. But there are always going to be someone who tries it. And this person was trying to tell me. I, like, told this person I didn't want to be their friend anymore. And I was very explicitly clear that I was not fucking with them in any way, shape, or form. And they were like, hey, do you want to hang out? And I was like... LOL, no. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know why you thought that in a couple months that you could just hit me up. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm just like, I'm not the one. I'm completely disengaging from this situation. I'm not going to allow you to bait me. I'm not going to allow you to do this. So you can't really like tro- control what someone tries to do. You can only control reactions. Like Malik said, if you need to punch that nigga in the throat. Not this. Not my business, personally. Listen, violence is not... It's never the answer, but sometimes it is a solution. Okay, you said it. Yes, I agree. I'm not going to say I agree. I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) 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 Anyone have any other opinions on gaslighting? Nope. Okay. What is something you think everyone should experience once in their lifetime? 
Mm. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go. Okay. I think everyone. And okay, this might get into like murky territory, but I think everyone should experience love. I knew he was gonna say like, yeah, you I know. Do you know that Nicholas Sparks ass answer? And I disagree with you. So because wait, you go ahead. So like, I think love is it's indescribable to human experience, and it's just one of those things. Like, I think it reminds us like. Not only are we people and we have a conscience, but like we also have like we're also like a part of nature and like parts of nature are just indescribable to like the reasons why things why things happen. And I maybe you can say I'm an optimist, which like takes away from my argument. But like I think at least once like everyone is going to like experience something with someone that will be indescribable and will be considered love. And um, I think truly, like, that is something that everyone should have the privilege of experiencing um, because it makes the world a better place, in my opinion. Okay, I have a question. Nicholas Sparks. Wait, can I ask this question? Yes. Do you just mean romantic love or do you mean other forms of love? Period. So familial love, I think, is a privilege, extremely. And Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that... Familial love can be in different ways. Okay. And I think, like, when I think of, like, social justice, I think when what it comes down to it is, like, this person should be able to not only have a meaningful life, but they should also be able to experience love to, to some mm-hmm. capacity. And if they're unable to do so, then, like, social justice should be doing the work to achieve that one day. Um, so happiness. Yeah, the pursuit of happiness. So, like, that's... Kind of how I look at, like, romantic love. Mm-hmm. I think familial love is something I, like, most people are given. However, I do recognize that, like, not all people are given that. So, um, yeah, that's just, like, my outlook. I don't know. So the reason I disagree is, like, the question was, like, something that someone should experience once in their lifetime. And I don't think that that's, like, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Like, I think that that's something... That, like, one, I'm a romantic, I talk about this all the time, and, like, platonic love is very important to me. And so, like, that sense that sense of love should be consistent in your lifetime. And if romantic love is what you crave, then that should happen more than once if that's something that you personally need, if that makes sense. But I totally get what you're saying, but I think mm-hmm. that should be more than once in a lifetime experience. I think, like, again resident monogamist here like i'm just a firm believer like once you find find, like the person that like you love Mm -hmm. like that love translates like all senses of like you know just like human being like it it trans it transcends like all forms of love Mm -hmm. and it's just like with one like singular person and like when experiencing that or doing that, um, like you don't really think about anyone else. So with that in mind, like I, I would kind of like in in my experience, like place that as like not the highest form of love, but like a particular kind of love that can't be like replicated. Yeah, I think that no, like I agree with like the particular like, kind of love that can't be replicated, like. 
Because platonic love for certain people can't be re- replicated. There are certain mm-hmm. types of love that just can't be replicated other than romantic love. Mm-hmm. One day I'm going to talk about my philosophies on love. Oh, Lord. And romance <laughs> on this podcast. But today is not that day. We'll be here all day. <laughs> Any other thoughts of once-in-a-lifetime experience? As the resident nigga with a passport. Uh, travel. Okay. And it doesn't have to be like, no, that's just, you know, I'm trying to get jokes off, but at the same time, um, that doesn't have to be like the trip to Europe or some trip to Paris or Spain. Doesn't you don't have to need to go to these white countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. countries. I was just about to get to Asia, where my family's from, where I also I'm have saying, complicated issues about traveling. I'm just saying it can be anywhere. Travel with someone who you maybe didn't expect to travel with. Travel with friends. Travel with anybody you can. It doesn't have to be your family. It doesn't have to be a romantic partner. Um, take time to take trips places. They can be in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in Florida or something where you find like a creek or a park that you heard about. Mm-hmm. Go camping. I get. I don't do that shit, but <laughs> that's what you can afford. Go do that. Mm-hmm. Or what you enjoy, go do that. I know um, some yellow festivals. Exactly. And there's, there's plenty of times where there's like some small festival or something that you didn't necessarily know about that doesn't cost you any money. It happens in some small town yeah. on the way to somewhere that you were going to mm-hmm. go anyway. Take the time out to go do that. I will co- corroborate that. I think that, you know, being able to travel with someone, like if you have a really good friend, if you go travel with them, it's like a make or break type situation where you'll learn so much more about that person and you'll really figure out like, okay, is this someone who I'm going to be friends with for a really long time or is it not? And that can be like a hard thing to learn about, but it can also be like a great reward if you realize like this is someone who's like really important to your life. Um, and I would say like, if, if you are trying to, like, take your friendship with someone to the next level, definitely, like, planning a trip with someone is definitely that, like, that make or break. Because, I mean, you're living with that person. You find out, like, so much more about who that person is and how they operate. Yeah, I learned a lot about Stephen Winter Atlanta. That was a time. And a Nothing half. but good. No, I mean, it was fan- Nothing but good. I didn't say I learned all good. That was a good time. We, 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 you, you, <laughs> not, you. you not shit. <laughs> you not uh, shit, dog. That's fair. Uh, but I mean, like, even so, like, you were saying you could learn more and, and build a longer relationship. It doesn't even have to necessarily be that. So, like, when I did have the amazing opportunity to, like, go to Paris during the World Cup. Um, wow, me too. Exactly. Yeah, so I was there. It was like during the final, and the day before was Bastille Day, and mm-hmm. we were planning on going to England uh, instead because we thought England was going to make the World Cup final. There was the whole football's coming home movement, and Psych. I have a ton of family. Psych. Hey, hey. <laughs> them, niggas, them niggas choke. We understand. It's <laughs> England. Let's relax. It's yeah. mostly Tottenham players, of course. Oh! They're that being said. I had family I had never met in England before, and I was really excited to potentially be able to do the two together. But then some nice. other people, some other people, didn't want to make the trip again when England got knocked out. I met this guy Nick during the other semifinal game at a bar, who was also in the program because uh, I was studying abroad at the time. And you know, on Wednesday was a semifinal match. Thursday, England lose. We booked the ticket. Friday, we're in Paris. So we're in Paris through the weekend, and me and Nick. Uh, I'm sure if I reached out to him, we could have a, go grab a drink. Like, he's a super cool guy. He was an amazing traveling partner. Aww. But he's not someone that I talk to every day or that I even really keep in touch with like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can still, you know, pay attention to the, those, like, four days where we were traveling together. And, like, that's maybe the best traveling partner I've ever had, even if he's not the best friend I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, I do have one more. 
Okay. Um, everyone, at least once in their life, should definitely see Beyonce. And I'm not even like, trying to be like, <laughs> I'm, no, like, I'm no, not being no, funny. Okay. No, 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 I'm not being funny. And see her without her goddamn husband. Okay, because <laughs> well, I'm a Jay Z stand, and that nigga, like, Song Cry is Beautiful is not. Stop, her Jay, did, ass. Jay did what he had to do, okay? He did what he had to do. He but showed he, up, he showed he up. Can't anyway, can y'all no not more. shit she on my fucking point? can't do concerts no more. Can y'all not trap on my fucking point? Like, guys, just see separately. Anyways, like, I was saying, every, real talk, everyone should be see Beyonce because she's literally like our Michael Jackson. Like, yes. I mean, my family's not from here, but like, I know a lot of my friends' parents were like, oh, I saw Michael Jackson, I saw Jan did this, I saw Whitney. Like, she's that for us. Like, she's our legend, she's our icon, and she's not even 40 years old. Like, y'all need to go fucking see her. Yeah, y'all need, need to put on for Beyonce. The fact, okay, I'm sorry, the fact that Beyonce has not received the certain accolades that she like has not received is due to pure racism. Taylor, don't I will talk make, about that white woman. I will make please, the bold claim please, I don't that, want to talk about this white that, certain, that certain white women should not be getting artists of the decade. Artists of the millennium over artists Michael the fuck over, Jackson. Over Michael Jackson, over Beyonce, over Diana Ross, um, over Stevie Wonder. You know, um, it's just heavily disrespectful. And, um... Beyonce, what she does is more than just the music. Like it is, it is culture. It is, it is beautiful. It is something so magnificent that we're able to witness. And I would say more than just what she's doing, but the nuance that she does it with. Like this woman may have not graduated from a college, but the level of education that you're able to tell that she has through the work that she's like putting out is just beautiful like it's it's amazing and like every show like there's no misstep there's no miss vocal the first time i saw her her mic went out and you could still hear her like was that formation yes because when they was doing the water thing when they did uh survivor it went out and we could still hear her sing none of y'all are singing live and the story Mm. I like was with a mutual friend of Malik and I's, and when I tell you, I smacked him and I said, "There's water on, on this stage." <laughs> Yo, like, that was so wild! Him. Oh my god, you did. I did. Oh. I feel kind of bad. I'm sorry, Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chevalier. I don't, but like, feel bad. It was happening. I mean, you know, it's understandable. Babe, hey, it's not my fault. Beyonce was on stage. I think before we switch over to the next question, I think like everyone, especially our generation, we need to like spend more time with like nature. Mm. Because like by the time our kids are here, like it won't be our here. world will be like just drastically different mm-hmm. from what we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And I think we're taking this that for granted. Mm-hmm. So just Lasting too. Let's do some extra shit next weekend. Let's do it. That hike we did last weekend. That hike we did was like really fun. Was that just last weekend? That was two weekends ago. I also hate to travel, but I'm dead inside. I need to know. One of the questions someone asked is like, why does Candace hate cartoons? And it's because I'm dead inside. I do love Bojack Horseman and it's got me thinking a lot about Bojack <laughs> It was depressing cartoons. It's right? so depressing. Candace really does hate cartoons. Though, I like, really for do real. dislike cartoons. Imagine like, so like, maybe not the next generation, but like, the generation after them being like, what's a horse? <laughs> that shit is so sad. Lil Nas X what? What is an old town road? Like, like, like what's not a lion. Horse? A stallion? Megan the what? What's a lion, dad? <laughs> why is he king? <laughs> <laughs> no, why is he king? Um, 
I think, I think the really one thing that everyone should experience once in their lifetime is an epiphany. Mm. I know that sounds really stupid, but like the epitome, the epiphanies that I've had in my lifetime. I don't think I've ever had like a serious one. I have like where I'm like, oh my god, I'm not gonna say what the epiphanies I've had are on this <laughs> podcast. Do I know that? I think so. Okay. A lot of them have happened under the influence. Oh, so I don't remember them. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'd be tuning you up, so like, yo, she's doing too much. Yeah, I can't like when I realized this. that I wanted to study in grad school and like really wanted to go to grad school. You were fucked up. I was fucked up, but now I know I want to go to grad school, and that's super great. Yeah. Um, so a really big epiphany that just like changes one the endorphins that are rushing when you have an epiphany <laughs> and the life-altering thing that happens when you have an epiphany i just think everyone should have an epiphany Sick. um what is something that you've learned recently so a really cool thing that i learned so i bought my first tarot deck i've already mentioned this but i bought my first tarot deck i'm very excited it has black women in it it's great but I learned that the very first Rider Waite tarot deck, which is what most people base their tarot decks off, was illustrated by a Jamaican woman. Oh, and my family is Jamaican. There are Jamaicans in the room right now. And um, Jamaica's very important to me. Jamaica's very, very important to the me. The Appleton Rum is also here, in case we're watching. The Appleton Rum is also here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and a lot of people associate like a lot of spiritual things like tarot and stuff like with whiteness and so for me to learn that was like a black Jamaican woman was really really important to me what have y'all learned hmm. what was the question <laughs> what have <laughs> you learned recently what have I learned recently? I've learned that I will often take communication for granted in terms of that like i have a lot of friendships um that are long distance it's always been a thing that i've had pretty much since i left high school um i've always been really really good about at least like maintaining a place in my heart for the people who have like impacted me um and so like even if i'm not always text messaging them or, or calling them i always know that like they still have that place there for me um or from me and then i have that place with them usually uh but sometimes I don't realize that I'm also isolating myself like because of it because I have it as like a crush. So um, there are times when like I don't necessarily reject. So I'm like I know I'm good with this person. Like I don't have to necessarily. As opposed to uh, the past couple of weeks or like the weeks leading up to when I was taking the LSAT, um, and was just like very anxious about everything and like was letting my anxiety really like knock me out the park, like a Houston Astros like Yankees series ender. Like it was really <laughs> tough time. I actually don't, but the videos that come out when people get eliminated and the tears from Yankee fans is it feeds the most negative part of my soul in a way that nothing else could. Uh, but back to what I was actually trying to say, Malik. Um, yeah, no, reaching out to people like, or I learned that I should be reaching out to people more than I was and that it's super helpful for me and that when I do it, it has my mental health in a much better place because I'm someone who doesn't realize things until I say them out loud. And so when I'm talking to people and talking to people that I like would be good with, even if I didn't talk to them, uh, it has me in like a much better mental space. And considering where I had been in the past couple of months, if you do end up following my Twitter, you'll see I was in a very dark place. And in the last like week or two, or pretty much since I've taken the LSAT, since I've taken the time to talk to my friends again and see my friends again and traveling up here now, um, I've been a really remarkable place. And 
So like that's something that I learned how to take care of myself better. Yeah, on the note of not realizing saying realizing things until we say them out loud, I didn't realize it was polyamorous until I said it out loud. Like someone was like, I'm polyamorous, and I was like, me too. And then I was like, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> this is very on brand. <laughs> very on brand. Miles Gael. I think um, for me, I think what I've realized this year is like the importance of like taking it slow mm-hmm. and just like knowing yeah. that like life is a process and like there's no like benchmark or standard for any like everyone like everyone has like their own specific like like benchmark and like like goal that they need to reach because like I like, I recently graduated from college so it's kind of just like wait what now mm-hmm. but then like so you like get to the point where you like start comparing yourself with other people and just like wait they're doing this I'm not doing this what's going on this is wrong. But then, like, once you, like, slow down and, like, realize that, like, hey, you're doing your thing and they're doing their thing and, like, those two things are not really comparable. And, like, we're doing our own things. So, that's, like, I think that's, like, the major thing that I realized this year. Amazing. I think something that I learned this year is that there's more happening than like what I see in front of me mm-hmm. and I think like what that translates to is like I'm a college student college is like a big important like facet of my life however like there is this world like <laughs> surprising there's this world outside of me that like things are happening in and I am able to like influence and have control over and um I don't necessarily need to be like I wouldn't even say like the most important or like the top person like in college because like if if I'm able to like start like my career like as a professional now um in like what's considered the real world then I'm able to like create more change and um have more um have more responsibility and influence over the things that I want to create and change and I think that's a part of like becoming a more well-rounded like person is like believing those things. The next question is how do you hold space for a friend who doesn't have the tools to hold space for you? Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of things about this. Can you, can you please explain that? Just so yeah. So it's yeah. like when someone is like, um, you're emotionally available for them, mm-hmm. but they're not emotionally available for you because they just don't know how, I guess. Okay. And the thing is, is I have so many complex feelings about this because one, the first thing you need to do is name that imbalance because that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Is that's completely and totally unacceptable that... Even if they're working on it, that doesn't make it any better. That doesn't change the fact that it's not okay. You know what I mean? Like, they still, it still needs to be named that, hey, I'm more here emotionally for you than you are for me. And that is something that you need to work on because that's, quite frankly, bullshit. Like, that is not what we're doing right. here. And I think that, I don't know how you send someone, like, tools to help them be more emotionally available i don't know how you do that 
send them some articles, I guess. <laughs> I think for me, like, I don't know how to explain, like, answer this question because, like, for friendships or anything I do, like, reciprocity is always, like, a big thing for me. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, like, the same exact way. But the same effort. But, like, if I'm putting that effort and you're not putting that effort back, like, regardless of the reasons, like, that's, all, that's always going to be a problem for me. Because then I feel, like, unappreciated. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, like, really complicated. Yeah. I don't think you can't. Okay, so you can, like, teach someone how to love you, I guess, in a sense of, like, you can talk to them. Yeah, no, no. I you can, can show them what it is. You can show you what it is that you need, and you can tell them what it is that you require from them. And you can show them, like, I want to accept that from you, and you can still put in what they need. But if they're not doing, like what you need or not even making an attempt or if they're not talking about okay well i understand you're asking of this but that's something that's very difficult for me can we figure out a way to where we can like come to like some form of middle ground you guys have to take a step back like there's no point in having a close emotional friendship with someone who is never there for you emotionally you're literally going to kill yourself that's interesting because it's like i feel different i feel like for some people like I'm always a firm believer of, like, you never know where someone came from. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, the way that looks is, like, I, not necessarily, like, I'm faithful in other people, but, like, and not necessarily, like, I give them. Empathetic, maybe? Yeah, not necessarily, like, I give them the benefit of the doubt, but, like, I'm empathetic to the point where, like, I understand, was there, like, was there ever a lesson that you got on the first like instance mm-hmm. and for me I can only say like a handful of like lessons that I understood on the first instance so I can understand like for someone like um emotional availability might like this might be the first time or the second time that they've experienced this so they don't really know how to navigate that mm-hmm. and they don't know how to reciprocate that so if I'm able to show that through like to them and tell them this is what it is and say in good faith that like this is what I'm doing for them that um they may they may not get it the first time they may not get it the second time Mm -hmm. they may not get it the third time but like eventually they'll be able to like culture and um like build this thing where they're able to have more faith and more trust in me Mm -hmm. so like that that's the way I look at it is like everyone has potential to um become where I've gotten. Not to say like I'm like obsolete, like I'm the end or I'm the best, um, but like maybe I might be further on my journey more than others. I I get what you're saying, but like that's kind of like what I meant is like you kind of have to give people the space and the time to like at least show that they're trying. Like no one's perfect, everyone's gonna fuck up every now and again, but like if you can pull this person to the side, but okay, like you did this, I didn't like this, I needed X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever, and like, okay, like I understand, like, you know, I'm working on it, I'll try better next time. Then, I mean, you know, at least you know they care, that they're making an effort yeah. to give it what it is that you need, even if they're not perfect at giving it. That's like that counts for something. Yeah, I don't know if I'm giving someone more than three tries, though. <laughs> you, you know I love giving chances. I do. I'm just thinking of the last really toxic <laughs> friendship that I was in with someone I really loved and cared about, and I would give them so many chances because I knew they just had a really, like, fucked up upbringing and a kind of a rough life. And even, you know, 
when they were outside of childhood, they mm-hmm. still had kind of a rough time. Yeah. And I just kept giving them chance after chance. And it's like, at some point, you got to be accountable for yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, you're not your past and you're not your trauma. And it's just like, you can be empathetic of people's trauma because I think that that is a lot of reason people have a hard time holding space for other people is because of their own trauma. Mm -hmm. But you have to heal from that. You have to take responsibility for your healing at some point. It's going to ruin any relationship that you ever have with anyone in any capacity. And I deserve to be with someone who who is holding space for me. That's something that I am worthy of. Honestly, can y'all just go to therapy? Go to therapy. (laughs) Therapy is great. Go to BetterHelp. Tweet BetterHelp. Tell them to sponsor me. Oh my God. Um, I love BetterHelp. I love Pride Counseling. Go to therapy online if you need to. Therapy is great. (laughs) There's a lot of discounted therapy programs. Pathway, I think it's called. is a discounted therapy program. There's just so many ways to get therapy, even though I know that there's privilege in that. Like, mm-hmm. therapy is not always affordable. Mm-hmm. Well, you better follow them therapists on Twitter. They be dropping some gems. Yeah. 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 Really I'm for black girls. Is yeah. That like the podcast? Yeah. They're for black girls. Dr. Adema Dima. I don't have to answer that. Yeah. Story. At the very least. She slept. She do. She be coming from my neck, though. <laughs> The second to last question is, how do you start the process of being more transparent when you're guarded? I don't know how to answer this. I'm a cancer. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Everyone knows my feelings. I cry all the time. Okay. Um. Trust. I, okay. I, that's not a straightforward answer. I think you have to sometimes, not sometimes, okay. You have to believe people when they present themselves to you in order to trust them. Yeah. Like, it is very difficult to trust people. And I'm speaking literally from experience. I trust maybe, like, six people, really. Um, it's tough. So, like, when someone presents themselves to you and, like, they're showing, like, maybe, like, a deeper side or they're telling you about their childhood or something that's very personal, it's their way of showing, like, okay, I trust you with this information. I'm being open and honest with you because I feel like this is something you can handle or maybe you can give me, like, some good advice or, like, maybe it's something I feel we may connect on. So if someone's doing that for you, and it kind of it makes it easier to be like, okay, like, oh, I can trust this person. I can be more open and more honest with them. So I just think, like, you have to be more trusting of people. But stay ready to fight, though. <laughs> I think you have to push past those fears because, like, I don't know. I think there's something powerful with, like, being vulnerable with someone else other than yourself. Yeah. And obviously, like, at the end of the day, you're, like, myself is, like, the most trustworthy person I know. But there's a thing that's, like... There's something, like, beautiful being, like, hey, I have someone else that, like, other than myself that I can, like, confine in and, like, they'll listen to me, too, and, like, I don't have to worry about that. And, like, obviously, like, there's going to be some people in your life that, like, breach that trust, but, like, I feel like it's just, like, the process of, like, living and, like, there's always going to be that one person mm-hmm. or that, like, many people who are going to do that, but you still have to, like, push, like, yeah. through those fears and, like, those... Yeah. And things too, like when people like breach your trust, like, like it sucks. But at the same time, you learn is like, okay, like you can like reflect and like, okay, well they gave me this sign at this time, mm-hmm. this day, and so when you see someone repeating that behavior, you can be more cautious of them, or you can talk to them like, I don't like you did this because in my lifetime something similar happened and did not end well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you remind me of a girl that I once knew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Usher. <laughs> Can we give Usher his flowers while he's still living? Usher deserves so much. Usher deserves some. Give Usher his ointment. Usher gave his ointment. Usher gave us love in this club part two. I wanna make love. No, 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 no. Wrong version. Part two. How did part two go? With Beyonce and Lil Wayne. Yeah, I didn't listen to it. What? You may want to leave. Oh, okay. wanna wait, start a new relationship with you. This is what you do. Crack is a bad drug. Not crack is why. Show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. So, <laughs> R.I.P. Whitney Houston. The goat. So we have two more questions. Actually, I lied. Um, but this one's gonna be quick. What are you most afraid of? I have two biggest fears. One is failure. Two, if you n- actually very few people know this about me. I can't listen to the musical Hamilton because it stresses me out because he epitomizes one of my worst fears, and that is that I'll never be good enough for myself. Oh my god. Woo! Shit! Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Not not that Hamilton glamorizes colonizers. Oh, there's that. Okay. Wow. God always had to come in and be like, oh, 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 oh." Yo, the reparations have not hit yet. It's, no. and you're, you're, now, you're never gonna, gonna get it. No, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it, but I'll make sure my grandkids do, period. Biggest fears. My reparations started to do $40 in the mule. Like, you really trying to get your 40 acres in the mule? Hell yeah! That's crazy. What you gonna do with all that land, guy? Yo, nature going to shit. <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna go deep on this because y'all need all that. My biggest fear, like in life, is frogs. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds strange. But if I see a frog, <laughs> I don't need no frogs. I'm gonna I don't need freeze. No I will freeze. If I go. Frogs oh, terrify the shit out of me. And honestly, I think it's like a learned behavior because my mom is scared to death of frogs. And like, I, <laughs> you just talk about like I can't. What the niggas gonna do? Say rip it. <laughs> But no, listen, like, like when they jump, they bite. This nigga was reading Frog and Toad with his hand shaking. And they're just, and they're just like, flop. They're just gross and ugly. Like, stay away from me, the fuck. Malik Rose and in the frog with his eyes, with his hands over his eyes. No, I'm saying yeah. things like, I really thought I got over it sophomore in high school because we had to dissect a frog. And like, later in the year, I think it was like the summer, like, rain went in. I was like, oh, fuck this. I, I can't do frogs. Like, I cannot at all. Like, even talking about right now. I'm, I'm going to get you the frog balloon. I, I swear to God, and I will punch you in the face. Originally, I thought you said frauds. And I said, yeah. Oh, I hate fake niggas, too. Fuck niggas give me heebie-jeebies. Fuck all these fake-ass bitches. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. so and y'all know who the fuck you are. You are. If you are fake as hell, you know who you are. That's what I'm going to do. As fuck as the comments, nigga. Let's fucking sit down and sing it. You make so My <laughs> biggest. Dude. No, I'm, I'm not as drunk anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be mad in the episode. I was, I was about to say, I'm coming down, but like, you know, <laughs> that, that applies to other things. It does. Um, <laughs> my biggest fear is drowning. Really? Period. That shit is terrifying. Drowning is, is terrifying. Why can't we just go grow gills? He said grills. Rod and Judy still are doing it, baby. Yo. I want gills. Oh, wow, baby. Oh, Paul Wall ass nigga. Paul Wall. All right, Little Mermaid. My biggest fear is that I'm going to fail at stuff because I didn't put my all in. Yeah, I'm just always worried that I do or like I try to coast on my skills as opposed to like being the best version of myself and I am worried that one day it's gonna catch up to me 
in terms of it being a thing where I could have achieved something that I really had set my mind to, but I didn't put in the effort or the consistency to get there. That's always been my biggest fear. Agreed. I think, like, my biggest fear is, like, kind of, like, slightly off of that. Just, like, just not, not realizing my potential. I don't want to be, like, 60 years old and be like, damn, I could have done that. I didn't, you know? Yeah. So, there's, like, there's always, like, a constant thing just, like, yo, don't, like, not realize your dreams and goals, mm. you know? Because, like, being young is just, like, I feel like it's a privilege. Because, you like, you have so much that you can do. And, like, it gets harder doing it when you're older you know yeah i feel that so the very last question we have is does anyone else cry when they have an orgasm I... I cry when i shit i know that's not i know it's nothing <laughs> to do with that but there's a natural i mean there physio- are there's a natural physiological <laughs> thing that happens to me when i use the bathroom where for some reason a tier will shit i cannot explain it it's not attached to any emotions and i feel like i needed to tell another human being i did not do you have any people listen to this so I'll um, be sending it out. That's not in, the point. In the words of Joanne the Scammer, <laughs> honestly, never experienced that emotion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that yeah. is a very normal response for the record. Like crying. Yeah. yeah. Just like shed, not like bawling, but like you just shed a. Yeah. Also, I wish shed I had a thug tear when I shed a thug tear. Y'all got issues. I don't have issues. No, it was just good. Literally, Google. <laughs> what you miss is Malik grabbing the Appleton. <laughs> um, what was that? But never. I wish this podcast was recorded so y'all could hear my see my reaction to Steven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is a total normal physiological response. Is that like if we start recording? Oh, no, don't ever compare me to them. This is DJ Fuck DJ You fuck the shrine with me. Fuck Angela Lee. Like when he goes home and cries more light skin tears. Bodega boys till I die. Y'all know how I like Bodega DJ Envy got pegged by Erica Man, and that's all I have to say. You literally lost in life, my nigga. Like, you vicious. You vicious. And there's nothing wrong with being pegged. There's no case. But being pegged by Erica Mena is bottom of the barrel. When she was fresh on Love and Hip Hop, please. I'm not trying to get a cease and desist. No, no, no. Erica Mena is anti vaxxer. No kink shaming, though. Allegedly. No kink shaming, though. Oh, I'm not kink shaming. No, there's nothing wrong getting pegged. But getting pegged by Erica Mena while you are married to your light skinned and white. Georgia Smith, call me. Okay. Hey man. Um, hey, no, bro. I personally have never got after orgasm, but congratulations if you have. I, I mean, like you know, it just be it just be happening. It must yeah. be hard. It's not. Listen, it's not like a. That's bo- that. You just like you know that like. That sounds like. No, listen, you know like sometimes when you yawn and your eyes water, no, it's kind of like. Oh, I've never oh. experienced that. No, that's weird. That's, that's not, not. It's not weird, but y'all doing a lot. That yeah, feels like something Luca Guadagnino will put. If you're listening and you cry after you orgasm, I'm not judging anyone. I just don't know. That is that Marina Abramovich. I just. Shed a tear every honestly, now and again, and it is what it is. Like, hey. do y'all know who Marina Abramovich is? No. no, that's the girl. Um, that's the performance artist that Lady Gaga's obsessed with. And she did this thing where she sat at the um, Museum of Modern Art in New York, and she sat there and she just sat and like she was like very like very open stance, and people would sit there for with her for hours, and they just start crying 
And honestly, that that's what must be their orgasms feel like. No. Like, no. Just it's not. Right no, no, like it's not like it's not like an emotional cry. Is it it's instinctual. Not yeah. yeah you, you can't you can't that's control sick. yourself. It, literally, no, it will no. Literally, y'all are some heathens. It will. Michael like, Jordan cry when he won his first ring. It literally have just a sex positivity conversation. I think you need to reflect on your honestly, like right now. Miles. You won't get dragged on Twitter again. It's not going to be really pretty. Are. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, it didn't work the first time. It's not going free to work. Palestine. So, <laughs> free Palestine. Honestly, I don't know why we're saying free Palestine. But free them, niggas. Oh, because of yeah. the, the niggas who want to drag me. Do okay, not on air, not on air. Yeah, okay, air. I don't do that. Um, but yes, there's nothing wrong with crying after an orgasm. It's a natural reflex. Um, sometimes it's just really intense. And it just like be sometimes happening. you cry when you're really, really happy. It's like right. the same thing. You just have. And then I was grinning. So like, <laughs> there was like this beautiful art piece that I've never been able to find, but it was like. 50 women's faces after as they were orgasming, like an artist took pictures of them, and it was so beautiful, and I've never been able to find it again. So if anyone knows where it is, DM it to me, tweet it to me, find it for me. And Steven is drinking more liquor, y'all. Steven is drinking more Make your own if you have to. I mean, game is a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. Listen, you want me to take pictures? 50 first O's. Okay, that actually was a good movie, though. 51st Days? Yeah. I that really like that movie. movie. You know how I feel about white, like, movie. media. It was really good, though. It was a really good movie. Wouldn't it be nice? The Beach Boys are great. I know you don't mm, know who that is. I you don't see. like the Beach Boys? I, 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 some of the hits, I get it. Some You're right. Them. They have hits. I'm not going to say that. Right? Kokomo? Is that it? No, that seems too... White? No. <laughs> that girl's face, though, after that orgasm with her eye. I she's, like, her eye closed. Maybe this isn't. Maybe it is. Um, okay, so that is all the questions we have for today. Do y'all have any closing thoughts? Please go fucking vote. Trump, get the fuck out of the office. Period. Um, Pence, you can go too. Listen, and honestly, like, this country is so fucked. Like, we are really going to do shit. Like, Biden is really going to be it. And that's no, all don't say I don't it. want him I'm not voting for him, but like, did you really just say that? He's going to, I really do think it might be him. I really think he might get it. be Elizabeth Warren or um, Bernie Sanders. Let's hope, I, and, I, let I, us hope and pray. I still endorse Bernie Sanders, by the way. We know. Oh, no, I agree. Well, hello. She needs backsliding. Listen. Hello, most of student loans. I said all. I really did say Kamala. 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 By delicious. My closing remarks are just that all media that is not harmful to you is a miracle. Dumb movies, miracles. Stupid music, miracles. Enjoy them all. Don't let anyone shame you for them. Absolutely. Said by the future, Sam, but we respect it. Nigga, I'm a Jay-Z stan. That nigga would but sell Jay-Z me. He would sell me back to Egypt. <laughs> okay? Better than being here. That being <laughs> Actually, it's a wonderful country. <laughs> that being said, stream running news. Okay, I think this new decade is like gonna be very exciting for us because like some of us, I'm not saying all of us, might have kids by the end. Oof. Oh, y'all know I'm trying. Some of so us y'all know I'm trying. Might be like I might slip up. The sum was by me. I could make a mistake. might slip up. Uh, oh, it's not a slip. I'm trying. Like, this is like where we're like fully adults. Um, my closing thoughts are also that you should vote and you should be engaged socially and politically all the time and that there's a way of doing that 
Yes, you have thoughts, Malik. Well, can you finish with your thought and have one okay. more final one? I wanted to tweet it, yes. but I chose not to. Um, I was going to say there's a way of engaging positively and negatively. We've talked about this before, but like, obviously I've been thinking a lot about the four people that were killed in the police violence in Miramar, Miramar um, last week. And one, for those of y'all who are saying there are two innocent lives that died, fuck you, because not fuck you, you're all, we're all learning. Fuck you. But like, <laughs> Those robbers did not deserve to die through public execution. That was over some Amazon packages. Over some Amazon packages. <laughs> some right. Like, Fuck that like, guy. I hate how like violence is so normalized in our like society. Like Listen. even if they're like thieves, I don't think there's like I think there's like a way they to didn't go deserve about to die. things, you know? And they never got a chance to like like break be better and, and do better. Yeah. Oh, like capitalism is just so violent. Capitalism so. is violent. Exactly. That's my closing so. thought. Capitalism is violent. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many beautiful things about the world that I hope you take a chance to yes. enjoy. Um, and black women are beautiful. Amen. My Period. DMs are also open. Y'all know mine stay open. Um, I don't really use mine, but I'm up for a change. <laughs> no, I'm a thug out here. Like I'm ready to go. Let's go. Yeah, he has LED lights, lights in his room. <laughs> in his room. <laughs> These are facts. He's I'm ready to and I'm buying some new ones, so you know. I need, He's ready. I need I need to or make it a lot better. Okay. Um. So I actually have two more. Yeah. They're gonna go. be very quick. The first, um, capitalism is valid. However, if you were making it work for you, you gotta do what you gotta do out here. Like, yeah. and nigga needs a check. That's number one. Number two, and I don't want to debate this any further. Um, just because, all right, so you have to be political in things you, like, as a minority group in any class, you have to be, you have to think about things you do. However, if something exists in art, media, film, music, should be political? Probably. Is everything political? Not necessarily. You kind of have to let things be what they are. That's all I have to say. Don't start. Gael. Okay. Stream coding right. crazy. You took my queen is slim? No. That's your final thought. I will let you have it. Thank you. Okay. Um, I think the personal is critical. Audrey Lord. I agree. And I'll, oh, go to the library. That's my closing. Yeah, read some fucking books. I learned that yeah, there's an app. Libraries are good. There's free Wi-Fi. There's free Wi-Fi. There's an app called Canopy where you can download four free movies a month. And there's a lot more documentaries than there are on Netflix and some other cool stuff. Like they had Moonlight. And, which is also on Netflix, but I'm just saying, if you don't have Netflix, you can watch Moonlight. And um, I watched this beautiful documentary about people who came out through the 60s, through the 80s or the 90s, and it was beautiful. So go to the library. Other than that, I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful day. Do you all want to say your social media one more time? Um, I am Malik. It is at underscore M-A-H-L-I-C-K. My display name is Oxtail Gravy. Um, no, <laughs> come follow a nigga. Like, I'm entertaining, if nothing else. Yeah, I agree. He's entertaining. If he's that. even still around, you know Jack and his cronies really be coming for me. But like, this is where I'm sick of white people, Jack right? Said, Y'all gonna stop suspending me for saying the n word. I'm free Jovan till they say free Jovan, my nigga. Like, Jovan free. Go ahead. Susan, uh, my current screen name is Fabulous new boyfriend. I don't know how long that's gonna last. I've I've been patient, but I I like a change. Uh, but my at name is again Lo Chang and Fruit. L O W C H A N G I N. Fruit. Just spell it out for the people. If you can't spell fruit, get the fuck away from me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> my 
information is on Twitter at Fiatr underscore Miles. That is F-E-A-C-H-T-R underscore M-I-L-E-S. And on Instagram, it's Miles Fiatr. So my information on Twitter is Yalgael, which is at Y-E-L-L-G-A-E-L. And, you know, just follow me there. Yeah. You find very interesting things. I never say this, but my information is electric candy, candy with an I-E. Anyways, y'all have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.